Hello, everybody. You're listening to Action Line on KINY. I'm your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me on this very sunny day outside is Assemblymember Alicia Hughes-Scandis. How are you doing today? I'm very well. I'm very excited about the blue skies, sunshine. How are you? I'm doing good. We had some fun here at the station earlier this morning because there was the Rotary Duck Derby, so I also gave you a donut that you had left over from <laughs> I benefited. I benefited from that duck being here, personally. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me on the show this morning. Yeah, and I, and I think it'll be good because I actually haven't had a chance to talk with you more in depth, so this will give me a sense of kind of where you stand on a lot of uh, major topics with the city right now that... I think that, needless to say, some of them have been quite charged, but I think they're still important to talk about because we are going to be tackling those here later in the year. So the first big one, and I'm sure you knew this was going to be coming, is City Hall. City Hall is a topic, a hot topic of discussion right now. Yeah. Um, Well, I, I think as far as where I stand on it, I really think we need a new City Hall. You know, uh, the Assembly voted unanimously to put it back to the bond and I know that's been um, that's received some feedback from the community because it's unusual to do that back to back years like that when it fails and we looked at examples of other times that's happened that we've uh, you know Juno likes to think about things and vote on them again but the reality of the situation is we're going to need to do something right now what people think of as the main city hall does not contain the majority of city employees. Um, and it's desperately need, it needs some, you see it walking by on the sidewalk, it needs some maintenance. And um, it's like we could put a Band-Aid on that building, but the cost of the Band-Aid is going to be millions and millions and millions of taxpayer dollars for a building that does not suit our purposes and the rest of our employees are spread out in, um, you know, shrinking um, rented spaces where the lease costs are going up. Uh, in some cases, they're violating OSHA standards at a time that we're trying to recruit and retain, you know, city employees. Um, I can think of one case where a city employee was a nursing mother. The water in that building got shut off so many times during the year. Um, I feel uh, I feel apologetic for the other people who rent in that building. Um, so I think the business case is solid, um, and we we need to do a better job of explaining that to the voters. You know, the city is going to be around forever, and it makes sense to own the building that we're in. And it makes sense to have a building that all of these city employees are in that's easily accessible to the public, you know, where there's a one-stop shop where they can come in, park, do their city business. And um, we reduce the cost of the project this time, again, by putting public funds into it. So I want to be clear on that. It's not like the number's gone down. But um, but the, I think with our bonding capacity, it's it's a good time, and and we can make a solid case for it. Okay, and so kind of my key takeaways from how you were describing that is a lot of this is a push. For me, it sounds like it's a push for modernization and centralization. If you can put all of those folks in one location, make sure it's a modern building that's up to OSHA code, that would help increase the efficiency of city government. 
It would, but when I when you say modernization and efficient, if it, you know, increasing the efficiency, I don't know if you've ever gone to the main city hall building. I've been by it a few times, and it, I'll be honest, I've never been very inclined to go into it with how it looks. Sure, I'd love to take you on a tour inside because uh, I just feel like those words are an understatement because it's it's a it's an old um, fire station, I believe, originally. So it's a concrete building. And it's a little bit of a, a warren, it's a rabbit's den of the way things are laid out. So as somebody who spends a lot of time in there, it's it still hits me every time I'm going around. So uh, it is that, but it also is is moving away from, it's, it's strange for a city to, you know, lease some of its space and own some of its space. So I think it just makes sense to have, you know, a city building as a pretty standard thing for most cities to have okay yeah and now one of the one of the statements i've heard on a number of occasions that's been in in opposition to city hall is this idea that you know maybe through you know better like better navigation like we can continue to maintain everything as it is now as long as people have better directions okay here's where you go for this here's where you go for that versus you know going with the new city hall i i mean i think if if it you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll pivot if it fails, and we'll figure out how to improve what we have. It's um, I just think of it's sort of like the analogy of you know if you knew you were going to live forever, and you could, and you were let's say you were renting multiple apartments, you'd buy a house, and you know you weren't going to leave this community. You were you would buy a house because just in the long run that's what makes sense because otherwise you're just throwing away your money. Um, and so if we build a new city hall, we're going to have to maintain that building. And if it fails, yes, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll definitely, we'll be forced to make some updates on the, the building that we have now. And, you know, I, I think city staff will do their best to get the best lease that they can for city employees. It's just, we've done a lot of, um, there's been some good suggestions by the public for us to look at different spaces. Um, you know, post COVID there's other retail space in town. And, and I think we've done a lot of research for a couple of different, you know, several alternative solutions. So we wouldn't have come back to this if, if we didn't, feel like we had to we feel like this is something we have to do right and i think you mentioned that that coming back to it is quite important because that has been the other primary concern that folks have brought up is the is namely and you mentioned this before the fact that it is on the ballot again because folks voted it down the first time and so there is that impression that you know because we voted it down the first time why is it on the ballot again and i think you know in general i think when if you are as a voter are not feeling heard or you feel like I gave you direction and you're going another way, it's understandable that that's frustrating. Um, and I think that's why we want to be clear of I think we need to make uh, do a really good job of explaining why we're doing it again. Like, hey, 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 hands up. Like, I know you just said no. Let me explain why I'm coming back to you. I really like see no other option and let me do a good job of providing you the information so you can decide not so I can you know convince you but I think when you see the facts of the case as they are you're going to agree that this is a better option um, we do 
you know, I, I understand why why people feel that way. But like I said, we wouldn't we wouldn't have returned to it so quickly. But it, of course, I think as a general principle, it's really important to to pay attention and listen to what the voters are saying. You know, as they express their will. I just and this is anecdotal, but I had tons of conversation right after the election last year where there was just so much uh, among my friends, things they didn't know. Well, you know, all of the city employees aren't in that one building? No, they're spread out. <laughs> like, let me point at this building. Some of them are in there and some of them are in there. Uh, if you want to get to these ones, you have to, you know. So, uh, and that, I mean, that's something that would improve in efficiency. But there was just a lot people didn't understand that we didn't own all this space. And they, you know, again, that's only anecdotal. But some of those folks said, oh, if I knew that, I would have voted yes. So. Gotcha. And, and it's an interesting conversation for me to have with folks, because obviously I wasn't here in town around the time of this first vote. And so a lot of this for me has been sort of relearning, okay, here's been this issue that's been going on for some time now. Here's the different perspectives on that. And here's what the primary cases each side is making. And so when I am able to present those, I can be like, okay, well, here's what people who are opposed to your thoughts are saying. Here's what people who are in favor of what you've been saying are going on. And I think that's an important conversation to have. Obviously, I know we're going to have this conversation pretty much up until October. We're kind of, it's going to keep happening. But I also know I don't want to keep up too much more of this half of the show. We've actually spent almost the full section of the show. <laughs> I uh, got excited. Just, no, no, that, no that, that's perfectly fine. I do want to just maybe tease uh, our next big topic, which will be Telephone Hill. We, that was the open house for that the other day. And so before we go into our second half, give me your early impressions of that. Oh, I know we're both at that public meeting. I will say my early impression is Telephone Hill is a, is a complex thing to navigate, but I think it's an exciting and amazing development opportunity. Gotcha. And with that, we will move into our break. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. And welcome back with more Action Line on KINY. Now, toward the end of the first half of the show, which I, I do have for assembly member, at least Hugh Scan is in here in the studio with me, we were, began to start talking about Telephone Hill. So you and I were both at that open house. Yes. I don't think people remember I was there, which, you know, that's fine. <laughs> the, my being there is irrelevant because I was there to observe. But there was a lot of public you know, testimony and opinion about what should be done now that CBJ has that area. Yes. And I, I mean, really, I, I wasn't the only assembly member there. And, you know, I think we were there to observe as well. We, you know, there there are some the meeting was, as you know, is run by the consultants and uh, we wanted to hear from the public. So I was also trying to do a little bit of the fly on the wall, <laughs> hear what everyone says. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of options there. The and you you know uh, for anyone who wasn't there, it was uh, people had some pretty strong feelings about it, and I, we had some residents there, and there's been plenty of my turns and uh, letters to the editor about this subject. Um, I think the issue there is where you have residents who have been living there for many many years, and it's a unique piece of land. They've been living there on month to month leases, but I'm sure it starts to feel like nothing is ever going to happen when that happens for your whole life. Um, so I'm very sensitive to that. And it is a really beautiful spot downtown. 
a lot of people we've heard about it being a last bit of green belt you know in the downtown area um so i think part of you know a public meeting like that is what the what the consultant is probably looking to do is say how do we develop this area in a way that's going to make the whole community happy what would that look like you know would it have some reserved green space um would it be a mix of housing and something else but for me and i think for you know this assembly uh, a priority that's shared among the whole assembly is housing and so when for me when i look at that very unique piece of land um in a place where there's not there's a shortage of buildable land it's this connected to all of the utilities downtown flat already has things on it it just represents a tremendous possibility uh in a place that has a terrible terrible housing crisis Gotcha. And I think that that's interesting because one of the things that we noted in the article that we produced about that open house and you and I would have both observed while we were there was there was a lot of folks expressing that 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 no build the that mm-hmm. telephone hill should, you know, be re- maintained and preserved in its current state, maybe with some, you know, building maintenance to kind of clean those things up. And I thought that was quite interesting considering they also all those same folks did also acknowledge the, the issues with housing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think part of that is, you know, to a degree, human nature, right? Like if you were where you lived and I said, this is your yard and your house are a tremendous development possibility. And I see real opportunity here. No one, of course, like, so I very, I'm very sensitive to that. And it makes total sense that if it's where you are living, a no build possibility is going to look the best. Right. Um, And I think it's important that the way we move forward, we're giving people clear expectations. And, you know, one of the earliest meetings we talked about, uh, I think people use the word a soft landing approach, but nobody wants to boot a bunch of people out, you know, next month. Um, you know, a lot of the residents expressed, you know, if you don't, if you're not ready to do something, if you don't know what you're doing, please don't kick it out and kick us out and leave it vacant in a place where we, but I, I think if I had, um, if I could have added anything to that public meeting, that would have been clarity that I wish had sort of been provided. And I'm one of nine, so I can't speak for the whole assembly, but I did communicate that to one or two assembly members after the meeting that, I think it's important that if the assembly is united, which I think we are in doing, I'll just say something that is clear to the public expectation is we want to know, but no build is not something that I think this assembly is interested in. And again, I'm one of nine. So I guess I'll say maybe something that's not something this member is interested in. I just think, um, like I said, you got a place that there's very little buildable land. It's connected to everything. It's downtown. It's a large piece of land. So I'm not trying to boot anyone out, but is that the most efficient use of, is that the highest and best use of city land for that much land to house, you know, that number of residents? 
Right. And it, it's another one of those things that doesn't really have quite a clear answer because there is a lot of that sort of gray where it's like, okay, well, you have folks who are already there, so we don't want to boot them off. But we, then there's also, well, it's like, okay, but then there's also land that can be developed. And so there is no straightforward path to take there. And that's why those public testimony periods are so important because that enables more of those thoughts and ideas to be put in there. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think, I mean, I can envision a a beautiful future for Telephone Hill where we do have more housing than we have now. Um, You know, you've put something there to preserve the historic nature of it because that's, I I didn't bring that up, but that's another thing that I've seen expressed by the public that the history of that particular piece of land is important. And I think um, that is absolutely worth preserving uh, but you can do that in another way than just leaving the the property as it is you know it has some green space i think sure we could you know incorporate that into the future of what that looks like but for me i would love to see housing um additional housing and uh and i think there's a way to do that that is uh, sensitive to the needs of the residents who currently reside there. Gotcha. Well, we will have to wait and see how that continues to develop. Now, the last big topic I had to talk to you about is obviously the elections. Now, I think the biggest and most notable thing there is just the number of candidates that are running this year. Yes, yes, which is very exciting and great to see. You know, uh, we talk a little bit in the break, but it's better when more people are involved in the process. So, you know, um, it's not a canned response, but when people have strong feedback, then, you know, we want those ideas and even better than that, run for office. You know, if, if you really feel like um, something's going the wrong way, I think that's the right thing to do. And um, yeah, I'm excited. It is wild. I am in the nearly 20 years I've lived here, you know, when I was younger, I probably didn't track municipal politics as closely as I do now, but um, that's quite a lot of candidates for the, in the area-wide, and um, apologies, this is me jumping around, but I just wanted to add about Telephone Hill. The city set up an email address, telephone.hill at juno.gov, for anyone listening who has got thoughts, so please send them to that address. Yes, do do head there, and then that'll also be in the, the version of the show that we put up on the website Great. as well. So you'll be able to find that for those who want to do that. Great. And one of the things I want to circle to in your response to, you know, the fact that there are so many folks running for election, you know, what, that's this is another one of those anecdotal things. Obviously, I do wander around town. I don't think uh, it, there's enough folks that don't recognize what I look like that when I can wander around town, I can sort of just be my prying ear and be like, okay, here's some some public thoughts on the matter. Always, there's always going to be those folks who are like, oh, we need a whole new city assembly. Everything is they're not they're just not happy with how things are. And so that's one of those times where it's like, okay, well, you, you, you talk the talk. You've expressed that you have you know, complaints with how the city is run. And now that we have this many people running for assembly, you know, that's, that's proof of the point of like, okay, if you're going to talk the talk, now, you, now here's your opportunity to walk the walk. And people are doing that. And that's so important if you want that sort of diversity of you know, thoughts and ideas within any sort of democratic system. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I look forward to learning more about the some of the candidates who are running because, I mean, <laughs> you just express, you know, maybe that many running means <laughs> that there's uh, a lot of dissatisfaction, which could be. And also, you know, people are excited about the process, but um, uh, certainly open to that. I, I'm also going to say that I think having um, a variety of viewpoints on the assembly, this assembly has gone through a lot together. We went through COVID together. Much of the my time on the assembly has been about... Alicia, I'd like to thank you for coming <laughs> in and chatting with me. I think it's a good conversation to have, and I'm sure I'll have you back in again closer to when the elections are happening. Obviously, I'll have Great. all of the candidates in here for that. Great. But thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. You have been listening to Action Line on KINY.